0: Of van life. What's up guys and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Frankie and I'm Alex and together we are FNA Van Life.
1: Today we have a very special episode. We are chatting with Megan and Matt of Megan and Matt. That's their Instagram <laughs> also. And it was really nice talking with them about all different kinds of things.
0: Yeah, we got into it all. We got into relationship stuff. We got into financial things. We got into actually being uh, minimal in the sense of trash.
1: Zero waste. Yeah. And we got into the whole relationship talk as well. So they just moved into a van about a month ago. And it's been a little bit of a strain on their relationship. Yeah, they
0: even have a chair. That they go to, and that's like the quiet time. Care. I think
1: they called it the "Don't bother me" chair.
0: I'm gonna call it "Put baby in the corner."
1: <laughs> so I totally get that. We don't have that chair, but no. we have been.
0: Maybe we need the chair. Yeah,
1: I don't know. <laughs> but we have been feeling a little bit more stressed out with each other lately. Um, we're in the city. So this is our update
0: from the road. Yeah, we're in the city. It's been difficult being in the city because it's a bit more stressful being inside the city rather than being out in the mountains or near a lake or somewhere that's really kind of laid back and you don't have the stress of the people around you. It's really true when they say that energy passes from person to person because when you're in a bigger city and the energy is kind of negative in some of those places, you feel it. I totally agree.
1: We just do better when we've got fresh air and sunshine and we're not in the city. And I feel like almost, you know, it's a reason why we left New York in the first place was to get out
0: of the hustle and bustle. Even if we had fresh air and snow, we'd be doing better. As oh, long, Frank, like, can't ba- wait. I mean, it's winter time, babe. <laughs> it's winter time. Frank is so excited about the snow. I'm stoked. I will say, I think that it does help our space being built the way that it is. We do have two areas where you could sit. So like one person could sit in the back if they want or when the bed's laid down and then the other person could still sit in the front area. It definitely helps give you your own space and allows it takes away from the challenge of like being right in front of each other all the time, I think.
1: Totally. I'm so glad that our layout is so open and you know, I don't feel like I need more space from you. I like I like being close to you. Yeah,
0: speaking Even of Even when I'm mad at you. Speaking of being close to you, I want to get close with you guys as well. Ooh. Not the same way as, like, with Alex, <laughs> but I want to go on vacation with you Why guys. Why do you make everything so awkward? You know, because I'm, huh? I'm an awkward
1: dude, you know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. We have been talking about how we need a vacation. We, I mean, obviously, our life is a full-time vacation to some from the outside, especially... But Frank and I work really hard all the time, and we need a break.
0: We need a vacation from what everybody else thinks is our vacation.
1: (laughs) So we've actually put together a trip that we want to go on with you. And so right now we're just in the planning phases. So we have a survey that we would love for you to do to tell us where in the world do you want to go and what kind of activities do you want to do while we're there. So we put the survey out a day or two ago. And we've already come up with the three top destinations that people are interested in, which sound absolutely amazing. So these
0: three destinations are Iceland, Patagonia, and Costa Rica.
1: And like, what? I would be so happy to go on a vacation to any of those places. Stoked. Full stoked. And so part of the trip is that basically you pay for your airfare, but then the trip pays for your... Um, Hotel accommodation, stay, accommodations A number of your meals A whole bunch of excursions and hikes And tours and activities So depending on where we go It'll be different what we're doing Which, and I mean All of them look so good
0: We will put together more of the detail aspect Of like what we're going to do along the trip But we will also take your guys input On what you like to do Which that way we could scope this trip To be perfect for everybody
1: and if those three destinations don't sound good to you, go do the survey right now, because there's like 50 destinations to choose from.
0: And what this survey does for us is it allows us to understand where you guys want to go and exactly about how much money that you're willing to spend on these trips, because we need to know what we could afford to go on as a group.
1: Yeah, and so, you know, obviously the higher the budget, the more activities, the more you know, crazy stuff that we can do—the more airplane jumping or whatever. Probably not that, but that'd be dope. Though. That would be wild. But yeah, so we can kind of like mold the program to be exactly what we want, and then just go and have an absolute blast.
0: Yeah, and I'm really excited to get to go on this vacation. I want you guys to get hype about it. This one, this vacation won't actually happen till like 2022. So you have time to save money. You have time to think about exactly where you want to go. But do the survey now.
1: Yes, the survey is the most important part. So we'll leave a link to that down below.
0: With that being said, some people that I want to hang out with also is Megan and Matt. So let's jump into this. Deep dive of a conversation that we have with them, and let's learn more about them and their life on the road. Right. so today we have Megan and Matt on. guys, thank you so much for joining us today. We really, really appreciate it, even though there's a lot of mix ups.
2: <laughs> Thanks for having us. yeah, we're
3: glad to be here. <laughs> I feel
2: like
0: that's
1: a little bit of a part of van life is that depending on where you are, you might have thought that you had a service and then you don't have service or you know life is just it's so hard to be scheduled when you have no schedule. I don't know, like if that's something you guys relate to, I guess right now you're pretty scheduled. Do you want to kind of explain, I guess, what you're doing for work right now?
2: Yeah. So I actually work in financial technology sales and um, I work nine to five technically, but if I meet my quota, no one bothers me. So I have a lot of leisure time if I do meet my quota. And if I don't meet my quota, like they just don't pay attention to me that (laughs) often. Uh, So I technically have to work nine to five on the East Coast. And that's been quite an adjustment to because now in mountain time and I have to wake up at like 630 to get to work. Technically, it's nice to have the like the security of money. But it kind of sucks because if Matt really wants to explore some place and it's like a beautiful day and I have some demos or some video calls I have to be on, then we have to wait or schedule around it.
3: Yeah. And for me, um, I took this job. It's just like a seasonal job where help harvesting sugar beets, which is like what they make 50 percent of North America's sugar out of. Um, and it's in the middle <laughs> of nowhere, Sydney, Montana. Um, we're kind of waiting around to start. They didn't really give us clear time. They're like, we want you to be here on this date. And you'll start sometime after that. So it's been almost a week. So we just kind of been like hanging out by the fire. We tried to like do some exploring, but there's really nothing within like a two hour drive of where we are, but we're making do, you know, we're hanging out with some new friends, getting to know them. So that's been really cool. But I definitely have a question for
0: both of you guys. The sugar beets, right? We'll stop at the sugar beets. I heard that it's actually a very lucrative way to make some money. It's a fairly short season, right? But like, Somebody was telling me they pay almost like $3,000 a week, basically. I don't don't know how to do that.
3: Yeah, basically, um, we work 12-hour shifts, seven days a week. So as long as we're working, um, we get like up to, I think, 44 hours a week, every week of overtime. So that adds up really quick. Um, So yeah, they said some people we met who did it last year said that they made between like them and their significant other, like eight or nine grand, depending on how long the harvest goes. So, wow. yeah, we can make, you know, a loan, just me, probably at least maybe four grand in two to three weeks. So, yeah, wow, definitely. Wow, that's pretty
1: amazing.
3: Yeah, a lot of money in a really short amount of time. So that's what brought us out here. because that'll keep okay, us Yeah, forward. I mean, I'm, if
0: I would have knew about it, I'd be out there right now, picking them yeah. with you.
3: <laughs> hey, man, it might be too late to sign up. Yeah, right?
0: Yeah, I
2: don't know if it's lame. Otherwise, uh, we'll let you know so you can come next year. <laughs>
0: Oh, okay okay thank you thank yeah, you yeah that sounds that.
1: like a pretty hard work day though seven days a week 12 hours a day I guess you know you're only doing it for like three weeks or whatever so you can kind of just be like all right I'm crushing it and you know don't care about your mental health or your physical health or your you know you're gonna be dead by the end of it yeah. I feel it. Like.
3: and I'm working night shift so add Ooh. that to that yeah. I'm gonna be like a vampire by the end of this thing so <laughs> I don't know we'll see if the money's worth it, maybe we'll be back next year. But yeah, time will tell.
2: But Matt is used to like physical jobs.
3: Yeah, I worked manual labor jobs. I was like a tree climber before we moved into the van. So I think it'll be probably not as hard as that. But I think the hours and night shift is going <laughs> to be something really to adapt to. Because
2: he's been an Instagram daddy for a little while.
3: <laughs> Can you
2: explain what
1: that means to our listeners? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Basically I run all the Instagram accounts so if you talk to us on uh, at Megan and Matt that's probably 95% of the time you're talking to me.
2: Yeah. Most of the time people think that they're talking to me. Um and then Matt posted like a a picture of himself like get to know me and it was like, "Hey, if you're talking to anybody on this on this app, you're probably talking to Matt." And a lot of my closer friends would DM him and was like, "I, I thought that I was talking to Megan the entire time." <laughs> they had I- no idea.
0: I think naturally it skews to, like, everybody thinks they're talking to the woman uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to Instagram for whatever reason, because I think that a lot of people probably feel that way about our Instagram. And I would say, like, probably three quarters of the time, I'm probably the one making the comments back, would you say? Yeah, Frank
1: basically does most of the interacting on Instagram, but sometimes he'll he can, I don't know, I feel like it's like a man communication thing versus a woman communication <laughs> thing. Like, he'll just reply some, like, real short, curt stuff. And I'm like, yes, that is the answer. But, like, could you have, like, provided a little bit of, like, joy or, like, emphasis or, like, something that it doesn't make it sound like, yeah, get a van. You know, sure. like, it's just so curt.
3: I recently got like super into using emojis. Like, I never used them before. And now I like, I saw one page like use like a bunch of emojis one time. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm going to start doing. Now <laughs> I just, me. I think I overdo it, but like, I don't care. It seems, it, people seem to like it and I have yeah. fun with it.
2: So they yeah. really think he's a girl. <laughs> that's
3: awesome. that's Everything
2: awesome. is like flowery he's and like
0: he's yeah. just yeah. in touch with his feminine side. It's okay. Yeah. There's nothing right. wrong with
2: that. <laughs> I, I have know. feelings.
0: And then Megan, uh, my question for you is, you said you sell finance, I'm sorry, you sell IT products. Was this a job that you had
1: before you left for van life? Was it ever like an in-office job? Did it go remote because of the pandemic? Or is this something that you picked up because you knew that you were going to be, you know, wanting to be more remote?
2: as soon as I graduated from college, I started to work at tech startups and I was going from tech startup, to tech startup. And the last one I was at, which is the product that I'm selling now, uh, they were sold. Um, they were purchased by a bigger company that I work at now. And, um, I was doing a lot of like Salesforce things. I don't know if you guys know CRMs. Um, I was on their Salesforce team. They automatically just put me there when the acquisition happened. I didn't really have a say. And eventually they were like, yeah, there's nobody left to sell this product. And there's not a lot of people who know the product enough to be able to sell it without us training them. So I was really the only candidate that they like considered, I guess. (laughs) So I was like, I guess I'll do it. And basically um, during my... my interview process, I was like, Hey, I think that I want to move around. I I think I'm going to do a van life situation. And the boss that interviewed me at the time, he was like, I don't give a shit (laughs) where you sign in from. As long as you get your job done. Like I, if I don't have to bother you, if you don't bother me, like that's the perfect relate like work life balance for both of us. Mm. So um, I told him early on before we even decided 100% we were doing the van and before we purchased the van that it was in my mind. Um, and then when we got the van, I was like, hey, I got it. And he, he was like, cool, <laughs> nothing else. And then now, like, when we do our biweekly meetings, like, he'll be like, hey, where's Waldo? Like, what are you doing today? You know, so he's, so I think it's, it's more so finding a, um, a manager that's open to the lifestyle rather than finding a company that's open to the lifestyle, because it really depends on who's managing you at the time. Mm -hmm.
1: Totally. And I think it's good to kind of have those conversations too, and just be open about it. Um, we were both just planning on quitting our job. So we just kind of kept it from everybody until like the last minute and
0: then just like pulled the rug out from under them
1: and was like, <laughs> we're leaving. Bye. Yeah.
0: Um, My job, I couldn't have, I couldn't have done uh, remote. So that that's the reason why I kind of had to do that. But Alex has might've been able to be remote
1: mm, only like post pandemic. And then now they're pulling everybody back into the office anyway. So yeah. Um, Let's get on to, you know, talking about budgets and things like that. You guys had some pretty lofty goals before you got in the van in terms of becoming debt-free. So why was that so important to you guys? And, you know, how did you achieve, what was
2: it, like $99,000? Yes. So it was actually more important to Matt than it was to me. I was actually building up a savings to do van life by myself when we had just met. Um, I'll let you explain your basically I, yeah. I wouldn't call it an ultimatum, <laughs> no, but it, wasn't it, was, an
3: ultimatum. it was
2: an agreement
3: <laughs> but um i guess for me i guess to go back to the debt part um i had like 33 grand with the student loans debt and i just like was working a job i didn't like and i knew that if i like kept buying stuff and like bought a new car and all that stuff because i was getting paid pretty decent money i was like i'm gonna keep going in that cycle of debt and i didn't want to keep working a job that I didn't like just to keep paying off debt like perpetually.
0: Are you loving our podcast? Well, we have a way for you to get one more a month.
1: By joining our Patreon community, you get exclusive access to a one hour podcast ad free every single month that does a deep dive into what it's really like to live
0: on the road. Depending on which tier you select, you could even get free merchandise.
1: Check out the link below and join the Patreon community today. You also get access to tons of behind-the-scenes content from our YouTube channel, too.
0: Now back to the podcast.
3: I'm just going to be stuck at this job that I hate, and I really wanted to just get out there and travel. But I decided that I didn't want to just, like, go for it. I wanted to, like, save up pay off debt and then be able to kind of go for as long as I can. You know, not having to worry, like, oh, you know, the debt's coming someday. So I just hustled really hard and, um, you know, every weekend I just did side jobs and worked pretty much any spare time I could just like mowing lawns and doing random things. Um, found a lot of money off of Craigslist. So if anybody out there is looking for money, uh, opportunities, you know, check your local Craigslist, you know, there might be somebody who needs help, like putting together some Ikea furniture or, you know, taking their dog for a walk or just really any random thing. Just, you know, keep it open mind. But yeah, basically paid off my student loans in a couple of years and then, um, Megan and I were talking about the van and I convinced her that, you know, we should pay off our student loans. And that way we can have like one less thing to worry about while while we're on the road.
2: So the month that I met Matt, I was like, I had pretty much the amount of money I needed to buy a van and convert it. And then I met Matt and we went on four dates in the first week. And I'm usually like, uh, if after the second date, I don't like you, we're done kind of person. (laughs) So I was like, oh my gosh, if I, if I want to date him after the fourth date, like, I think this is like real life. So he really, really convinced me to go on the same goal. And, um, after he asked me to be his girlfriend, he we pulled out both of our excel spreadsheets which we both had of both of our budgets how much we had in debt and how much we had in savings and stuff like that and came up with a goal together and then you know 3 years later we're engaged in living in a van
0: nice that's awesome how so- long
1: did it take you to get rid of the debt from like when you first started really
2: tackling it so for for me 24 months and then what about you
3: for me i want to say Maybe like three years, two years, okay. three, three years.
0: So my question is, how'd you guys meet? Because that that's like the meat and potatoes <laughs> now. Uh, and when you guys did meet, obviously you wanted to live van life, Megan. Matt, was mm-hmm. that even on your radar?
3: Yeah, uh, funny enough, my old college roommate, him and his wife, they lived in a van and they traveled for like three years. And when they first said they were doing it, I was like, you guys are crazy. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're living in a van? like you went to college, dude. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) And, um, and then after like, I saw like their pictures and he told me about their travels, like, oh, that's really awesome. But, uh, it was always something that I thought would be just kind of cool to do. I never really pictured myself actually doing it. And then when I met Megan on like our first date, um, we talked about over some tater tots, we talked about like van life and stuff. It's like, yeah, that'd be really cool. And she's like, I really want to do it. And I was like, yeah, I would do it.
2: So, okay. How we met was my friend, one of my best friends from high school and one of his best friends from high school have dated, uh, for three years at the time. So I was meeting up with her and he was meeting up with him. And then we ended up at a brewery together and then the brewery ended pretty early. It was like nine 30. And we were both like, you know, we're working a lot and we never go out and we never see our friends. So we're like, let's do something else. And the only place that was open was Dave and Buster's. (laughs) <laughs> which is like an arcade place and so yeah. we Damon and Busters and um and we shared like a game card and he to this day will say like he started to like really enjoy my presence over Space Invaders <laughs> where we got to Space Invaders and then our friends left because they were tired and then we stayed for another probably three hours after they left just chit-chatting and that's when we had the van life conversation because I was dating before that and every day I had I was like hey would you want to do van life or like be nomadic and if they said no it was dead stop <laughs> unfortunately for them I feel like it
0: <laughs> Well, on our first date, I actually told you that I was going to do van life or like something similar to van life. You know, I was going to travel.
1: hmm. And I feel like it was interesting to me, but I was also not really planning on dating, Frank. So I was like, a cool <laughs> <interesting laughs> idea.
2: if we had met each other when we were both like fucks, then we probably wouldn't be dating today.
3: <laughs> Timing
2: is everything.
3: Yes. You know, yeah, it's sure. got
2: to be right.
1: And even for like the whole debt free thing, like you know, you come together and you're both like, okay, yeah, I'm adult and mature enough to like want this as a goal and like work on it together. And I feel like that's makes you stronger as a couple. How have you found your relationship? Has it grown or changed or evolved since you've been full time in the van? We fight a lot.
3: Yeah. It's been a month. It's definitely like a huge adjustment. Like getting used to the small space and also getting used to like each other in the small space and it's not like we like don't have physically enough space because i can just go over on like the uh the swivel seat which we call the leave me alone chair and like that's fine but it's just like when she's working and i don't have like much to do i'm like kind of get a little antsy and i'm like hey megan hey megan hey megan like the only other person i can talk to <laughs> and she's just like i have stuff to do like leave me alone and then sometimes we just kind of bicker about whatever, but I think it's just all about adjusting Mm -hmm. and getting used to each other. And we just constantly communicate with each other about like, Hey, this is working. This isn't working. And I think it's just constant, like, you know, working on our relationship and this adjustment because it's only been a month. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. we're learning and we're getting the hang of it and just kind of figuring it out as we go.
2: Before we moved into the van um, before the build, because we, the build was a little tough on us too. But before that, we felt like we had a good, strong uh, relationship with good communication. And we, um, whenever there was a problem, we, we talked to each other about it. But then once we started the build, the influx of, you know, things that were bothering us was more than we had handled before. And then when we moved into the van, um, it's, It wasn't really about physical space. The small space was actually nice. I I like the small space. It's the mental space that we don't give each other enough, um, which we're working on. So I think once we figure out how to give each other some autonomy over our time, then I think, you know, things will be a little easier. You got any tips? (laughs) You know, (laughs) well, so I will agree that like the van build
0: is very a lot. It's the most stressful part about all of it
1: it's physically demanding. It's mentally exhausting. It's just like, there's a lot of decisions to be made. There's a lot of money that's getting spent. It's just like,
0: so especially for us, the fact um, that we, we exclusively make our money online, whether it's through YouTube, you know, Patreon or, you know, the podcasts newsbreak, like all these other areas that we actually put our content out at uh, that's how we create uh, our value. With that being said, it felt like it was very stressful trying to get out videos as well as building at the same time. Uh, so that always puts a little bit of a tear. You, if you didn't draw it up exactly how you want it, there's there's little bit of uh, differences that you go through. Uh, no matter what. Um, sorry, there's a there's a we got to kill this bug. thing. There's That's
2: a, a bug face if I've ever seen one. <laughs>
0: yeah, it, it's definitely a seed bug in our van. So we were in Idaho. One thing that people need to know about Idaho is at a certain time of the year, these seed bugs, which are like stink bugs, come out. They're not harmful in any type of way, but they are um, a nuisance, to say the least. So, like they, you know, when they get scared, they spray the smell that kind of smells like either cut grass and uh, yeah. So but they're not harmful. They're like they're not bad bugs. But once you get that, once they get in. All of a sudden you see them pop up here and there randomly. They never go away. Yeah. So, yeah. So the van build is definitely difficult. One of the biggest advice that I could give is the communication is key. You know, if you're feeling some type of way, make sure to talk about it. About it in a nice way, though. Try not to, like, just jump down each other's throat, you know, which is very easy to do. But it's like you got to kind of take a step back and be like, all right, I know I'm feeling this way but how is my partner going to receive this in a nice way, you know?
1: Yeah. And I think too, it's about like forgiving fast yeah. also, because, you know, you can harbor on stuff and like, you know, maybe back when you were living regular life, you would be like, well, you know, whatever, and then leave for work. And then you wouldn't see each other all day. And then you come home and maybe you're still stinky, or, you know, like whatever, but like in a van, when you're together 24 seven, it's like, are we really going to harp on this stupid thing or should we just like flip our mindset and be like, all right, you know, that didn't matter. I
0: think um, knowing that that person has your best interests at heart, no matter how it feels in that moment, like they're, they're your person. They're the person there that is looking out for you. That's, you know, pushing you towards your dreams and your goals. And that like, they are literally the person that pushes you the furthest. So just always remembering that, and bringing yourself back down to that, like, you know, understanding. I think that's the the best thing that you could do, for sure.
2: Yeah. I think that to a certain degree, like, there are certain aspects of our relationship that has gotten so much better. Um, whenever we go on vacation and everyone says, if you can survive a vacation with your significant other, then you can survive, you know, a long relationship. But every time we go on a vacation together, our relationship got, gets so much better. And we're so much more connected and we love each other so much more. So we we have felt that part grow in our relationship. I would just like for us to figure out how to not bug each other so much.
1: <laughs> maybe it's about just like, I wonder if we're frozen again. Maybe it's about just like establishing like a routine where it's like, okay, I have to log in at 6.30 a.m. So maybe Matt goes for a run or like in like, probably four days time Matt's going to be sleeping all fucking day <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. no. <laughs> you're not even gonna be able to get mad at each other because yeah. he's gonna be working all night and sleeping all day and you're gonna so. miss him.
0: you're gonna miss him in those times and like yeah. one thing that you could think about like you said earlier you know I have to work so Matt will want to go somewhere but then he can't go so right. instead like maybe it's something that he wants to do He just goes and takes a hike or whatever it is. I know it's always nice to explore something with your significant other, but it's always okay to, you know, have your own things as well.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And that's like something I was like, I kind of felt guilty. Like if I was just like going to go off and have a blast and Megan's just like sitting in the van working and I'm just like, you know, exploring some sick spot, doing some awesome hikes or like swimming on some random river. And then I'm like, oh man, it'd be cool if Megan's here. Like, I feel bad, but also like, it doesn't do either of us any good if I'm just like sitting around in the van, like mm-hmm. looking at her working or just like sending random people DMs on Instagram, you know?
0: <laughs> so, and, yeah, right. <laughs> Instead of looking at it as like, um, you know, she's missing out, you're basically on a recon mission to like make sure the spot's good and like yeah. the lake is nice, and then you like now you kind of know where you could bring her, you know, for her to enjoy it as well. So you know. I I think that it's okay to have, you know, that moment, but figure out those spots that are awesome that you could then, you know, take her along the journey with you. And I think honestly, you'll both probably appreciate it more, you know, down the road rather than like the, the right now mindset, you know? Yeah, Yeah, for sure.
3: Absolutely. That's a great way to look at it.
0: Like, first off, we never even touched on where you guys are from. Like where, where, where are you guys from originally? We're both from Connecticut okay
2: yeah we're yeah. from adjacent towns in connecticut actually hartford's the capital of connecticut i'm from east hartford mm-hmm. windsor's right on top of hartford and we had never met and i had met all of matt's friends before i met him
3: Having the best for last <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, like yeah.
3: always nice that's awesome
1: so you left connecticut only a month ago you're already in Montana obviously sugar beet season is coming up and then do you guys have any ideas or plans for what you want to kind of explore
3: yeah so our goal with this is kind of like just travel everywhere so we do want to see all 50 states um except iowa we drove through iowa and we're like man (laughs) that truck stop was fun (laughs) but uh one of our my best friends, he's getting married in November back in Connecticut. So we are going to actually head back to the East Coast, and then probably continue our journeys down south and snowboard and kind of chase the warm weather, and then probably make our way back out like this way west, come next spring. So, did you say chase the powder? No, chase the warm weather.
0: yeah, I thought for a second you were saying that you you snowboard and ski.
3: I was getting a yeah. little
0: excited there. I oh. said snowbird. Yeah! Yeah! Yeah!
1: Like the mountains for so snowboarding. So I immediately thought of the
2: mountains.
0: So you're thinking of like the snowbirds that go to the warmer weather. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, yeah.
1: I thought the same thing too, and I was like, "Oh, sweet, we'll be able to like meet up while like chasing powder, but
2: not this winter." Yeah,
3: uh, maybe next time.
2: Yeah, I don't know. We don't know what we're. We don't know what we're doing. We're
3: we're completely winging it, and I'm loving it though
2: going well so far.
3: <laughs> yeah, we realized like when we first started traveling out here cuz we had a time commitment that like we really like I guess it kind of put a lot of pressure to get out here at a certain time so we kind of like booked it through a bunch of spots that like we would have loved to go back and like hang out longer, but like will we ever be in that area again for like any reason other than to go there? Like probably not. Yeah. But there's like some spots that we just want to be able to like hang out with like indefinitely. Like the Finger Lakes region in New York, like upstate, like pretty sick spot. Like we kind of, our time was cut short there because we had to keep it moving. But, you know, if time allows, we'd definitely go back there. But
2: Yeah, we'll do the wine trail on the way back.
3: I like the idea of being able to keep it kind of fluid, like no like set plan. Because, you know, if I wanted a set plan, I'd just stay at home and, you know, get a nine to five. I like to kind of just see where life takes me.
0: Yeah, yeah. Us too, man. That's why we're living this life. It's the best life to live for that type of purpose too, I feel. Um, feel Well, I
1: think too, you have kind of the foundational stability of the job and, you know, earning money and the home, but then you have the ability to kind of take that with you wherever you want. You know, you're not tied to the one place. You can you know, just pick up. If you don't want to be in Iowa, you don't have to be in Iowa, you know? Um, so I think that's really awesome.
0: And speaking of that with, uh, having the job, the jobs, if you were in a normal home compared to living in the van, like what are your monthly expenses, you know, comparison to when you lived in the home compared to now living in the van?
2: I'm glad you asked because I have a whole Excel spreadsheet that I've been keeping for about a year. (laughs) 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 Um, it's about like a seven hundred to five hundred dollars difference, less, less because our rent was twelve fifty, and that is completely gone. Um, our gas is a lot higher now, but it makes up for it because we don't have to pay for electricity. We don't have to pay for um, gas, like natural gas, for like heating your home and stuff like that. We're saving quite a bit of money.
3: I think like one thing about our first month. That might be higher. Is I don't imagine we're going to be doing this much driving on a regular basis. Yeah. So, like, we drove over 3,000 miles to get here, which is like, I don't know the exact number of how much we spent on gas, but I definitely don't think we're going to be spent driving 3,000 miles no. a month. Like, no, that's a lot. Plus, like, you know, we were trying to figure out like what food keeps well in the van. We definitely lost a decent amount of produce in our first couple of days, couple of weeks, actually. Yeah,
2: we but. spent a lot of money on. Groceries, not dining out because we haven't really dined out that much. A couple times, I would say. But um, we don't really know what to cook in the van yet, (laughs) and like what to keep and like how long it would keep. And you know, when we're in the apartment, we had it all down. Like we knew, like we would go to the grocery store and we would get X, Y, and Z, and it would take this long. Um, it would keep us for this long, and and. It was all calculated. Now we, we need to recalibrate our food resources. So that's something that we're figuring out now. But um, I think that, like, right now we're spending, what, like $600 a month on groceries?
3: Is that how much we spent in our first month? I think it's so. It's definitely higher than at home.
2: Yeah. Um, but we like to keep under 400 a month if we can.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think, too, you'll see that there's, like, pretty variable prices. So, like sometimes yeah, you'll yeah. be in a state or in a town where the groceries just cost more and you kind of have to it's hard to like bargain shop i guess at that point because you don't know where the best deals are in town or whatever you're just like this is the grocery store and that's <laughs> where i'm going and you guys yeah. you
0: got you also said that you had some things like go bed to waste like that you had to get rid of what were those products what are you guys like plant-based eaters are you vegan are you meat eaters like what what you know what type of how do you guys eat what's your diet like
3: we eat everything uh we try to put more of an emphasis on like getting like really ethically sourced meats and stuff when we do eat meat but we found since like moving into the van like cooking meat in the van kind of sucks it like the smells kind of linger a lot more and the gray water gets like significantly grosser um so we've switched more to Like, if we're at a campfire, then we'll be able to cook meat easier because it's just, like, smells don't stay around as much. But the produce that went bad was definitely, like, I think every cucumber we've ever gotten went bad. Uh, We had some kale in a bag that we had in our headliner shelf we didn't know about. We found that today. So, that was... That was fun.
2: That was yellow. Thank you. <laughs>
3: yeah. Well, l- luckily we got to it before it got too stinky, but it was definitely really crispy and the mold was forming. So we were like, all right, Oof. let's check those bags before we put stuff away.
2: It was like um a lot of bell peppers have gone bad and um avocados, we've overdone the avocados a mm-hmm. little bit. So normal stuff that we would normally be able to like properly manage we're not properly managed in the the van because we actually moved in during a heat wave, which that was a whole thing. And all of our food went bad way quicker. Like right now it's like averaging probably 75 to 80. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a manageable um, temperature, but, in the 90s, in the 100s, it was, like, going bad yeah. quick. Yeah, I was going to say,
1: that makes a big play, too. Like, if you're in a drier place versus a wetter place. Like, we've been in places where you can't have bananas for more than two days. Because the banana, like, they literally, you buy them green. And then, like, two or three days later, they're right. black. And you're like, what happened to my bananas? I don't Not understand. Sure. What do you guys eat? Um, We eat mostly plant-based, especially in the van. Because we don't want to cook and like store meat you know the fridge is small it's like a tight little space there's so much more like possibility for cross-contamination or just Mm -hmm. like stuff getting gross or like you forget about it at the bottom and now it's ruined and especially in our last van our our fridge in our last van was really fritzy so like and our power system wasn't like as good Mm -hmm. so we would often wake up and the fridge would be like 50 Uh degrees and you're like okay cool so if there's only bell peppers and cucumbers and you know stuff like that whatever hit it back to low and it's fine yeah
0: but I think that like we we have two weeks worth of food basically around about Uh and I I feel like we very rarely have uh perishables like like the food doesn't go bad that often right? No.
1: And I think I do pretty good at like, that's getting cooked tonight. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: What we haven't figured out is our routine. But once Mm -hmm. we figure Mm -hmm. out our routine, and some people say it takes about six months. Um, So we're not putting a lot of pressure on it. But once we get into a routine, I think we'll do a lot better with like, keeping the spending down and keeping our temperaments down and everything just, you know, being in a calm, (laughs) you know, nice, environment
3: yeah
0: yeah well everything's so exciting in the first you know a couple months that you're out there and then like even then you you start to slow down a little bit more you start to prioritize certain things so that will come in time you know it's just really nice to be out on the road i'm sure
3: yeah
2: yeah we're so happy we're happy we did this i I mean like i know that we say we fight a lot but like the joys of it it it, like outweighs the times where like just bickering at bickering at each other but most of the time when we bicker at each other we just laugh afterwards because we know we're just a little frustrated because of the man yeah (laughs) yeah we (laughs) laugh about it we (laughs) we think it's funny that like when we get so angry at each other we think it's really funny and we just laugh at each other and then we're like you're not taking me seriously but then like we can't take each other seriously because we just love each other at the end of the day it just doesn't really matter
3: yeah, and there's no one else that I'd really want to be able to like to do this with than Megan. So, I mean, realistically, I think if it wasn't for her, I probably wouldn't be doing it. So, I I do owe a lot to her. So, she's a great traveling partner. Partner, <laughs> companion, partner. You did
0: that earlier in your video too. You put two words together in your video yes. as well.
2: That happens all the time, this guy. <laughs>
0: You're thinking so quick. You're trying to spit the words out. They just flush together. Yeah,
3: (laughs)
2: Yep. exactly. (laughs) That's
0: awesome. I love it.
1: So let's go back in time for a minute. You spent six months building your van. Um, What was kind of the hardest challenges for you guys in terms of getting from, you know, the empty cargo box to the beautiful home that you have now?
0: Let's take a quick break to listen to our sponsor. It's us, F&A Van Life.
1: If you're enjoying all the information that you're getting on this podcast, you're going to love our Van Life book. This book is going to take you from thinking and dreaming about van life to buying your rig, building it out, and everything that you need to know about being on the road living van life full time. If you want to pick it up, it's available as a Kindle download on Amazon, and we would so appreciate your support.
0: Link in the description below.
3: I think it was like all the information overload, like, you know, YouTube's great and everything. And there's so many resources out there, but there's also so much like conflicting information and like bad information. Like I would be watching like a one video and be like, Hey, this is how you're going to do this. And then I'd be like, cool, I'm going to go do that. And then I watch the next video. And they're like, Oh, that way is really stupid. You don't want to do that way. You got to do it this way. And I'm like, what do I do? So one day, like when we were putting up the walls, like I followed this one guy's video and I was like, yeah, this seems right. And then I watched his next video after I already did it, like the next week. He's like, yeah, I tore all that down and I redid it a different way. And I'm like, what, dude? But nothing's falling apart. So I think we're good. It's fine. You know, fingers crossed. But
1: And as people who make YouTube videos, I mean, hopefully that we are not the guilty parties that you're talking you about. World,
3: right?
2: No, 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 no. There's, there's too much out there like too much and like too much written information and too much video information. And then like, there's some people out there will be like, if you watch a YouTube video where someone told you to do this and this and this, they're stupid. (laughs) We're like, what?
0: (laughs) I I do think that from a creator standpoint as well. Right. Uh, Everybody's trying to put out the information that they know. Right. So what it tells Mm -hmm. me is that there's really no wrong way to do it. I mean, there's definitely some wrong ways. But most of the ways that you're getting are are legitimate, like for yeah. the most part. Yeah. Um yeah, but what I will say is that people do
1: not go back and, and like take down wrong. videos. Yeah, they do not or they won't go back and be like, oh, like put a first comment or like change the description yeah. to be like, This broke two months later. <laughs>
0: we try to do our best to like give that information later on down the road if like we're traveling and something's went horribly wrong. I mean, which luckily for us, nothing's really went horribly wrong. Ooh, that's a good question. Since you guys just left for the road,
1: has there been anything that's gone horribly wrong with your build? or well, like since it's
0: like the shakedown.
3: Uh, horribly wrong, no, but we did have like part of our but- uh, butcher block split. But we were able to just glue it back and clamp it together so nice. other than that like you know knock on wood megan you better knock on wood right okay. now nothing Easy. nothing like drastic has gone bad
2: yeah
0: knock on the butcher block right but matt
2: told me later on that he was like doing he was like putting all of his pressure on it and doing workouts on the butcher's block so i feel like it's not because we didn't install it correctly it's because matt was like trying to like make our van into a gym
3: yeah i was doing some dips and i mean maybe i cracked it maybe i didn't i don't know i think it was the bumpy roads <laughs>
0: <laughs> i mean so when you are driving in a vehicle or a bus or something the van actually moves and contorts and it it's meant to kind of shift and uh so everything inside is going to shift with it so mm-hmm. things are going to wind up breaking or whatever down the road um that i think the key to van life is being able to just figure out a way to fix it.
3: Yeah, definitely. And that was like our main reason for wanting to build it ourselves is that like if something or I should say when something happens, I know exactly how to fix it because I built it the way I built it.
0: Yeah, I can't agree more.
1: Megan, let's talk about Not Trashy Megan. How have you
2: found it being in the van trying to continue this zero waste journey? we've been in the van for about a month and it's kind of been a little harder because all of the processes that I've built for myself, um, to avoid plastic, that's what zero waste is. is It's avoiding as much plastic as possible. Um, we haven't really been able to like reinforce in the van and the biggest problem, not problem, but challenge is we usually compost our food scraps and we haven't figured out how to do that on the road yet. And we have some prospects. We have like um, some resources that we're looking at to possibly do it as we travel, but um, we haven't really figured out a legitimate way to compost our food scraps yet. Um, But actually I would say I transferred over, what do you, what would you say? Like 75% of our process in the apartment to the van?
3: Yeah. I mean, we still don't really, well, I think we have a little bit more trash now. But for the most part, I think it's we're just about as much as we were.
2: Yeah, zero the waste. hardest part actually I think is um you know, when you live a zero waste lifestyle, it's really important for you to build relationships with like the grocery stores or your butchers or or wherever you purchase your food. And let's say I know that I will get um loose mushrooms at Whole Foods nearby. Uh, When we're in Sydney, Montana, we're kind of um, limited to wherever we can get food. And if they don't have mushrooms loose, then either I buy them with the plastic or I avoid them until we get to the next town. So um, it's been a little bit challenging just not knowing the comforts of like what's available to me at the grocery store
0: that's understandable one thing that we do is we never actually take any of the bags from the store we put all of our groceries directly back in the cart and then we just wheel yeah. the cart out to the van and throw everything inside and you know um, uh, one way that you could one way that i'm thinking of that you could possibly deal with the scrap food is you know get like some brown paper bags and then you could put the food into the brown paper bag and then dispose of the brown paper bag you know um you know, whenever you have the opportunity to, if you're at a gas station or if you're at, you know, uh, a local food store or something like that, normally they have trash bins outside. And every opportunity that we have to get rid of garbage, we, we take that. Mm-hmm. I feel like,
1: I don't know, I feel like we make a lot of garbage, but I feel like it's because we're in a small space that it just like feels like a lot. I completely
2: out. agree with that. That's something that we realized, too. Like, we're throwing away garbage, like, every day, which is not like us. We usually throw away, like, a, when we were in the apartment, we threw away, I would say, like, a gallon um, trash bin of, like, dried trash a week. And that was, like, very minimal. Um, And then we would send our food scraps to, like, a composting service. Um, So now they're all going in together and it's filling up a lot faster. And so Mm. that's something we definitely need to figure out. But I feel like this lifestyle um, is very close to zero waste Mm. in that I actually looked at like the carbon emissions that um, I was using, living in the apartment uh, with two cars and we were heating our apartment and we were ACing our apartment. And I actually am using a third less of carbon emissions than it was in the apartment being in a van and traveling as much as we are so I think that's kind of um that's the goal of it's like do less and less and less and like continue to make choices that um impact less and less
1: yeah and like you said you're kind of learning all your new processes and learning all your new routines so we'll definitely want to check back with you guys, you know, six months or a year from now and see, you know, how it's all going and how we can learn from you so that we can all, you know, make better choices.
2: Yeah, definitely. I, I can't wait until I figure some of this stuff out.
0: <laughs> I can say just from the, um, like the water consumption that we have, you know, compared to living in a home, a whole nother um, issue that we're, you know doing better with uh because like 40 gallons lasts us two weeks where in a house that would be uh 18 like a 15 to 20 minute shower would be 40 gallons of water right so like you have to you do have to like take into consideration that you are doing um a lot of good to the planet when you live in a situation how we do like we don't all of our electricity is taken in either by the sun or when we're driving. So like we're getting somewhere as well as charging our batteries. So it's using, it's, it's dual purpose, you know, and then when the sun comes in and uh, gives us power energy, now we're, you know, using a completely renewable energy. So we're not using carbons that you would use in a normal house to heat the water to, you know, all, all the different things.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And I've had some people be like, how is it possible that you, it's more sustainable for you to live in this gas sucker, (laughs) like cargo van versus living in an apartment. And people don't realize like to be able to like make a house, you're pulling a lot of natural resources and to be able to heat and cool a house, you're Mm -hmm. also pulling a lot of resources too. And so since we're in a, you know, 70 square foot, thing um we don't heat or cool really that often um and that is yeah yeah
1: i mean you're just kind of at the temperature of whatever it is outside minus you know maybe your fan or something like that so it's not like you have to run an ac unit or you know we have our diesel heater. i keep saying it's a diesel heater because that's what our last one was but we have you know our gas heater that just runs and if we use that
0: rarely and it's and it's such a minimal amount of fuel that it uses compared to like you know if you were in a home and you were you were using heat you know the type of carbons that uh you'd be creating from you know the energy plant that you're getting your your actual uh heat from technically
2: yeah yeah absolutely
1: so this might be a tmi question but i'm thinking you know matt you're about to be working really long hard hours is there a shower on the farm yeah or are you going to be showering in the
2: van
3: <laughs> we're actually at a um an rv park they like hooked us up and they're like paying like not only are they paying us but they put us up in this um rv park so it's, we've got full hookups water um sewer we don't have sewer i just have like a gray tank we just don't but they have like relatively clean showers and bathrooms so we're good on that front but that would be a huge concern if we didn't, because I don't know if our little sink could take all, the, <laughs> all of the filth that's about to happen. All the beet juice? <laughs> yes. All the beet juice.
1: That's so interesting. I didn't really realize that sugar beets made up the majority of the sugar that is consumed. I didn't know either. Yeah, I didn't know
3: that either until we had our orientation and they told us that. So.
1: They were trying to get you hyped for the sugar beets. They're like, yo, the sugar beets, this is the shit.
3: <laughs> yeah, there's. I've already seen so many of them. I, I don't think I'm ever going to want to eat sugar again after this.
1: Oh my (laughs) god. Well, it's not that good for you, anyways. The sugar beet is probably very good for you. And then whatever the heck they do to it probably loses all of its nutritional value. Yeah.
2: Yeah. When we got here, Matt was like, you know, we're not big fans of sugar. Like, is it just like against my moral compass for us to work here? And I'm like, I think you're fine for now.
3: (laughs) Yeah, we've been going on kind of like a, a health kick like in the past couple months and trying to like get be healthier people and stuff and deal with some kind of like ailments we've been dealing with yeah a lot of gut yeah. health and yeah. uh sugar is like a big problem and like it didn't even dawn on me until we got to montana i'm like i'm working for the enemy here <laughs>
0: right i mean we listen, a lot, of, so. we listen to a lot of stuff about gut health um you know your microbiome is is made up of all these little you know diversified little organisms that make sure that your your stomach is nice and clean and stuff and depending on what you put in there those change you know yeah so yep. it's it's definitely important to think about what you're putting into your body um because you need those guys to really make you make you last long, you know, absolutely right.
1: cool. Well, let's just wrap this up. And if you guys had any advice for people who were thinking about moving to a van or you know have maybe just started living on the road, what would you kind of you know tell folks like that, your words of wisdom?
2: I would say, um be kind with your expectations. It's going to be a learning process no matter what. I think that if you want to do anything in your life, just do it. Like, there's really nothing holding you back. There's always, like, you know, a family member that wants you to stick around or, like, people who will say what you want to do is stupid or, you know, not what you're supposed to do. But... Listen to your soul, listen to your heart. What does your heart want you to do? I, my heart has always wanted me to be nomadic, and that's what I communicated to Matt. And Matt apparently, you know, his heart said the same thing. So, whatever your heart says, whatever your mind says, like just go and do it, just try it. You can always go back to the same lifestyle that you were at before. Um, and if you decide to do a nomadic lifestyle, like just enjoy it, like let yourself feel all the feelings that you are feeling in the moment there's no like shame in the way that you feel when you're out in the wilderness and you're just happy
3: I would kind of add on to that and say like no matter what goal you may have in life like everything is like doable and very achievable if you like really set your mind to it like I had no experience building this van and probably no business doing it either but um I did it and like even though like the overarching like end goal was like if you told me a year ago i would have been doing this i'd be like yeah right but like once i kind of set that goal and like changed my mindset to like i can do this and i just like worked out every little step at a time rather than thinking like oh man like i, I don't know what the final product's going to be but like all right well i'll start with the walls i'll insulate blah 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 just like every little step you take towards that bigger goal is a step in the right direction so if somebody wants to do something just Figure out the next step to get you that much closer and then just after that figure out the next step.
1: I love that. And that's so applicable for literally any goal in your life, whether it's starting a business or starting a family or you know, anything. Literally just do that first step and then figure out the next step and then figure out the next step. And then eventually you'll have whatever it is that you wanted.
0: And next thing you know, you've hit your goal and now you're trying to figure out what your next one is.
3: Yeah. 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 And just keep the momentum going right into the next thing and you're unstoppable.
1: Love it. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for doing this with us today. We really appreciate you. And uh, we'll definitely put your links down below for everybody to come and uh, make friends with Matt on Instagram.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thanks for having having us. It's been great talking with you guys.
0: Man, that was a lot to unpack. I feel like that it's exciting to talk to other people about their relationships, about the way that they are deciding to live this lifestyle. I wonder how many things are going to change for them since they pretty much just began.
1: Mm-hmm. But I think they set themselves up on a really good foot. To be debt-free going into van life is something that Frankie and I preach all the time. You do not want to be coming into this lifestyle, especially if you're getting rid of you know, a steady paycheck To have debt on your back at the same time is very stressful, and it's going to paint the entire way that you live van life.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's, I think that coming into this lifestyle debt-free was definitely the way to go, because if you come in with piles of debt, then you have to figure out ways to pay it all off. And then what's the fun in that? You don't get to explore as much.
1: Yeah, and like, I mean, we're working, Megan's working, you know, like, Matt had the sugar beet harvest. It's not like we're out here just having a blast and not trying to work at all. But you are you can live on less if you don't have the burden of debt over your shoulders. Correct.
0: I mean, imagine if we had to stay inside a city all the time. We were talking in the beginning of this podcast of how the city, only in about two weeks' time, has kind of just drained us.
1: Well, and I think of the city life also puts like a strain on our relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, like... We left New York City because we wanted to get out of the rat race, out of the hustle and bustle, and now we're in a city again, and I feel like you can just feel that energy building. It's like everybody's working, everybody's going somewhere, everybody's driving, nobody's super friendly. It's like, actually, we have met some friendly people, but you have to kind of, like, you know, be at the dog park and, like, be at places where people are luxuriating. Otherwise, everybody's just go, 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 go. And I feel like that puts my stress levels higher, which then puts our relationship stress levels higher. Yeah,
0: if you can see, she said it puts her stress levels higher, which then puts You're literally pointing uh, a finger at me. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm just kidding. I'm I'm literally joking. Uh, But that also puts a little bit of stress on me, too, as well. Because then there is these moments of, like, hey, are you okay? And, like, I'm constantly asking that question. I'm sure that gets underneath Alex's skin as well. You know, so it is partially me you know, creating that as well. So just being honest about it, being able to talk to each other, being honest at the fact that we aren't necessarily van life city dwellers. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just not in us. We could do it.
1: And I don't mind doing it for a couple of days, and it's kind of like, you get in, you know, there's things to do in cities, like, if you gotta refit, if you gotta fix something in the van, if you gotta get something shipped to you, like, a city is a really good, handy place to do it, But then it's kind of like, let me get back out to nature as quickly as possible.
0: Yes. And I can't wait for that day. And with that being said, we are so grateful that we had an opportunity to talk to Matt and Megan. And I can't wait to see where their travels take them. Make sure that you go check them out. They have several different platforms you can check them out on. Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. We'll leave a link in the description below. Make sure that you guys leave a big-time amazing comment on this podcast, give it five stars, especially if you listen this long. That means you must have liked it.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's read the comment of the week. Frank, you screenshot it, Ooh, I screenshot it, yeah.
0: The comment of the week comes from Rex Rules. Thank you for your podcast and video. Uh, I just bought a van myself and love to listen to all your advice. You guys are awesome. I am about to start working on my van. That's awesome. Heck yeah, and we... We have so much information out there on how to build the van, how we did it. If you have any questions, feel free to throw us a DM. You know, you can hit us up on that Instagram chat, you know. Slide <laughs> in the DM. Yeah, and Rex Rules actually
1: just became a Patreon, so they are probably enjoying the Patreon-exclusive podcast right now. So if you want to get access to all of our backlogged episodes and the one that's going to be coming out in a couple of days here... Be sure to jump on over on our Patreon and sign up today.
0: All right. Well, that's all we got for you guys today, and we hope that you enjoyed the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for listening, and we love you, and we'll talk to you soon.
0: Have an FNA day. Make sure you subscribe to their YouTube channel, FNA Van Life. All right. All right.